Welcome to uh, another episode, the bonus episode of the SPAC podcast with yours truly, Alex Cutler, and myself, Dana. Uh, some may know me as uh, SPAC Mania, but these days I'm just going to go by Dana. Anywho, <laughs> um, this is exciting. We had uh, an eventful weekend. You did. Yeah. Um, you put together an exceptional interview with Lucid Motors. We want to take a moment, just uh, reflect on that, get your uh, general thoughts, and... Um, where Absolutely. do you want to kick us off, Alex? Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, well, I was honored to be able to interview one of the hottest upcoming companies, Lucid Motors. And uh, I got to set up an interview with uh, the CEO, Peter Rawlinson himself, uh, with the Lucid uh, communi communications team. And uh, I really utilized the situation to kind of become the voice of uh, retail investors. I commented, I posted a tweet and I said, I wanted to hear your guys' input. Um, really get your guys' questions and uh, put them all a good group. And that's uh, really let them clever hear. too, by the way, you know, because mm -hmm. that's all an investor wants. They want to ensure that their voice is heard, and you being such a an iconic person um, and such an, an advocate of Lucid, who better to ask? So, man, kudos yeah. to you. I know a lot of people were really happy. Um, but yeah, and that and that's that's really why. Like, and and I'm, I always love to hear the. The thank you so much for asking this question or yeah. because there's so much time I could I know that there's some questions that we didn't get to but I answered the most important like I asked the most important ones so um I they didn't have anything to hide none of the audio was edited at all everything was purely slipstream um and I'm really happy with the product that came out and I know not only myself but Lucid was very happy with it so uh, more things to come as well and uh, more interviews to come I think that uh I I'm clearly throughout the whole video i was nervous and i it's it's kind of weird when uh you never know how nervous you were until you read the transcript off of a sec filing i saw that i'm reading i go i see a lot of ums i see a lot a lot of understandables and i see awesome i'm like oh what uh, so you didn't go to broadcasting school dude if you, you failed your broadcasting class Dude, my interview with Arrival was a lot more relaxing because i was just nervous because it was lucid and um so well, That's where, for all the obvious reasons, though, like you said, Lucid yeah. Motors is arguably you know one of the most exciting um, tech ventures to come to the market. It's in um, an exciting sector. EV uh, was one of the hottest stocks. Um, I mean, you can't really avoid it if you're trading. Um, yeah. And then Peter Rawlinson himself. How how does not anyone not envy the guy? He's uh, so well spoken. You know, mm. just watching the interview, you you may seem like you were nervous, but uh, that didn't come off to me. I thought you were really well composed. And then just hearing the two of you share that dialogue, uh, you know, you almost felt like you were in there. Uh, yeah. Peter's it's, so calm and collected and true. He's so yeah. sincere. It was more my nervousness was not because I was just talking to, to Peter himself. It was more because of the weight of this interview, the sure. weight of what, what was coming. Because I know a, hundreds of thousands of people were relying on me asking questions were relying on me to convey it correctly. And I, I always love to do that. And I know I'm going to continue to grow, even though I have 140,000, it doesn't mean I am an expert in any shape or form, but I utilize my, my platform for them and I don't want to mess it up for them. So i I like the way that the video turned out. I'm happy with the, the questions that were answered and the way that it was, but I feel like I could have done better. But overall, um, I love what how how everything went. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's just being human to always think you can do better. You yeah. know, I don't think people quite comprehend 
all of the logistics, what it takes to plan, coordinate this. You know, this is a company that's um, on the verge of going public. They didn't have to take this interview. They did. I'm humored by the people that really question, you know, oh my God, did they edit this? Did they hide anything? Gosh, if that were the case, you know, um, Lucid would have dropped the interview themselves. They trusted Absolutely. you to do a great job because you have integrity and um, you obviously, you know, got a great relationship with their team. And, you know, hence you were able to pull off this interview, which again, just kudos. I mean, I think we were all shocked uh, when we learned that this was happening. Uh, for all the right reasons, we were like, get this interview out. We want to Are you it. serious? You know? This man's got this? God. Got what, what are you waiting for? But, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I mean, gosh, there's just so much to say. Um, what was your favorite part of the interview, if you don't mind me asking here? My favorite part of the interview um, was actually right at the beginning. It was right before we started, and, and he did it again at the end. It was how they went all out for us. And it was not yeah. just for me. This was for the retail investors. And they went all out for us. They they didn't have this exact same setup. They did not have the back, background. They did this background where they had a real lucid dream edition yeah. behind us. And it was behind them. And it was for us. And I loved that. So just, thoughtful. Yeah. I mean, and it just, that, it's reflective in everything they do. Mm -hmm. From their design to everything is so like meticulously yeah. detailed to the teeth. And I, I love that. Yeah, that, that meant that meant a lot. And then obviously throughout the whole video, I think hearing more of the, the technicals, hearing the potential, hearing the, that that they are having companies coming to them right now for third party OEM, that was huge for me. I'm like, I did not know that. I knew that you had aspirations, but I did not know that there were companies actually coming to you already, which is big. Well, it makes sense too, right? I mean, they're a very desirable company to associate themselves with or anyone to associate with. and. Um... You know, everyone's going to be pivoting in that realm. So, like, why wouldn't you come knocking on Peter Rollinson's door, right? True. I agree. I agree. But well, oh, sorry. Go for it. No, no. But, but oh, I was just going to ask with you. Every... <laughs> yeah, I mean, gosh, there's so many directions we could take this. I was just curious, you know, you've obviously uh, been overwhelmed by all the comments. I mean, gosh, I think you got 20,000 views in the first eight hours of which, you know, I was awake for the first two, fell asleep, woke up to this you know, overwhelming just uh, <laughs> payload of responses. Um, it's so exciting. How does that make you feel? Um, you know, you, we're talking tens of thousands of people here. Um, what is that like? It's... There, there's a point in time where you kind of don't feel that you have this kind of a platform, but um, when you look at the the instantaneous reaction from from the populace when they come to watch your video and you see your analytics just pop up and just spike substantially, it just shows um, the biggest thing that comes to me. The biggest wave is just being thankful um, yeah. to you for the for the, the following, uh, for the the loyalty for just the overall support. I obviously know with support comes trolling, but it happens. Um, and it's not just- You got 150,000 followers. I mean, yeah, it's a numbers game. You're gonna have a few bad apples. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> and, I, and it's kind of hard to not focus on that, but with the the, the likes, the comments, um, I it just, it's, it's amazing. I know that there's gonna be more interviews to come, not only with Lucid, but uh, many other companies are not gonna continue to do what I did for this video and just, try to give my best and make me come become the voice for the retail investors. So I, I like, I like what I have, what I'm doing and I look forward to continuing. Well, I think, you know, it's only going to get better from here. 
you're getting this level of experience. Users were excited. Uh, I know we're all waiting for the next one. So, I mean, after this, you need to get your ass to work and uh, find yeah. your next interview, right? Well, I am. I'm very excited to say that I'm that I am uh, working, working on, on something. Interview. Yeah, and it's 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 not with Lucid, but Lucid, and that's definitely something coming up in the future. But uh, it's another another upcoming company, and I'm uh, very excited to once everything's all ironed out to uh, announce it. So, well, and I also just want to you know pat you on the back too. You um, you always take the high road. You know, like you mentioned, there's some really nasty people on Twitter. Um, and uh, I think it's it's really awesome that you uh, don't even give them the time of the day because frankly they don't deserve it. So, yeah, that comes with that comes with time. That comes with experience. I'm not gonna lie that I, I am human. Uh, oh, I have. You're not a I robot. <laughs> you're well, not we are human. Like, like you kind of get sucked in sometimes, and you try to you you blow off and you get emotional. But then I delete. I correct myself. But really, I try to remain as factual as possible. Like like today, like so there's a big thing going on right now, and there's a reason why. Um, there's so much attention and like with, when the, when celebrities get involved, like you, you kind of have to be just straight facts. So, well, all right, we're saving that for the encore. Let's break it down. <laughs> yep. Kick us off. How did so, today look on the old interweb? So great interview went great. And yep. clearly when there's a threat to the big boy, the, the daddy, there's going to be some bite back. So um, I think it was Holmar's uh, catalog posted something. I think that's what they stated. And they, uh, they said something about the, the, the level four, level five autonomy. Yep. And the sad thing is, is that it doesn't matter. Like he just tried to talk, talk trash. But then upon that, Elon commented stating that, uh, let me write it, let me get it verbatim before I do it. Elon Musk himself tweeted, Rawlinson was never chief engineer. He arrived after Model S prototype was made, left before things got tough, and was the only ever responsible for the body engineering, not powertrain, battery software production and design. Okay, um, there's complete. I, I tried to take a step back. Tried to. I, I did get kind of emotional for a second, and then with my statement, I added more. Uh, so I replied, uh, "Then you need to correct a lot of credible sources from journalists, LinkedIn, etc. When I with etc. I mean websites." And I said, you clearly brought Rawlinson onto your team in 2009, which is true. It's a fact. Instead of throwing shade, how about you congratulate him? Your guys are, have the exact same goal in my head. You have the exact same goal to make this world a better place, make it a more greener, more self-sufficient, more efficient uh, world. And then I said, if Tesla is such a superpower, why are you threatened? There's a sense of threat being threatened here. So like, you, why, if you have such confidence in your company, which you are well-established, you should be threatened with well, the Rawlinson said in the interview too, he he acknowledged Tesla is the leader in the space and for all the right reasons. They yeah. they pioneered um, this whole sector. And so, you know, Elon Musk is he's a human being too. I'm sure uh, you know, he's just reacting, but this is all due to that. So the question I believe was along the lines of you were asking about the autonomy uh, the autonomous vehicles. And um, these level four, level five, are you able to at least give people a backstory on you know, what are those levels? Um, so uh, level one, level two, level three autonomy. It's just all these levels is how, is the, how the, the vehicle itself is more aware and can traverse. Responsive, um, like, yes. Yeah. To the to level at which there doesn't need to be any human response or hum, human touch. Uh, level one through three, it still needs to be um, humans being involved. There needs to be 
in the seat, you need to have your seatbelt in, so on and so forth. You need to have have eyes on the road. Well, oh, once so I'm not taking a cat nap in the front seat. No, no, <laughs> and also there's safety protocols in, involved in order for that not to happen. Four or five becomes more self-reliant. The vehicle becomes more self-reliant, not needing for the, the driver to be there. Basically just a passenger. So four or five, there's still a long way down the road. Even if Tesla states that, I, there's nothing that's, that states that this is true. Um, I believe they're still in prototype phase, but four or five, almost every company is still long down the road. But do you have the transcript there in front of you? Are you able to read off at least what Peter um, Autonomy technology and LiDAR has been a big topic into the EV sector. Um, how does Lucid plan to have level four or level five autonomy in the near future? And is there any safety protocols that you're going to ensure that the Lucid Air has uh, implemented? Well, Alex, I'm going to be straight up with you here. Uh, <laughs> we've got no plans whatsoever to get level four or five anytime in the near future because that notion is a fantasy. It's not when no one's going to have level four or five anytime in the near future. If you want to believe in fantasies, good on you. But so we're launching with a level two, maybe a level two plus. Uh, we've got a, a great team uh, of ADES and AD team here, led by Dr. Eugene Lee, uh, formerly of GM and really known as the father of GM Super Cruise. Um, we've got the car or the Dream Drive system with 32 sensors, including LiDAR, 14 cameras, uh, short and long range radar, the most comprehensive sensor suite which will ready the car for a level three upgrade through over-the-air software upgrade, over that which we hope to be able to do over the next couple of years after start of production. But realistically, level four and level five are quite a long way. Summarize. Uh, uh, well, he said this: like uh, we won't have level four or f level five anytime soon. That's pure yep. fantasy. Nobody will. Okay, I, I think I, that's what was tweeted today. Correct. That is from the Elon. Just replied to that. Mm -hmm. And then someone, someone kind of like, like uh, tweeted and kind of went back and forth. And then this guy named Louis Serrano came in, said, "Your opinion doesn't make anything true." And by the way, why would Elon make Lucid CEO chief engineer if he is how you say he is bashing Lucid CEO is also bashing Elon's past decision? And then Elon came in. I guess he was clearly paying attention and stated what he stated about how Rawlinson was never a chief engineer uh, for for the uh, Tesla Model S, but. Like, that's really yeah. gotta, that's, I'm sorry, I got to interrupt you. That's just got to tickle you to know that. I know how hard you worked on this to make this possible mm. um, and everything it took to deliver on this interview. Just to know that you got Elon Musk, one of the most, you know, exciting, iconic people in society to even put eyes on your work. Um, well, yeah. What is, how does that make you feel? I mean, that's so cool if you ask me. It's cool. I have to say, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but in the same way, I'm. <laughs> it's kind of saddening to see someone just attacking when you're all basically on the exact same team. But what I'm willing to say is that I came back and I gave a lot of lot of facts, um, and I gave everything from from the fact that even there's patents that are licensed from, like under Rawlinson, for the Tesla Model Model yeah. S team. Um, also on Tesla's website stated that he is the vice president and chief engineer of vehicle engineering, like on the Dude, team. You ignited something because the whole CCIV lucid army came to the internet, you know, sharing screenshots of this, that, and the other Tesla blogs, subsidiary pages off the Tesla website. And of course, you know, people are like, yo, screenshot this now, save it before it's deleted. 
I clicked on one of them, and sure enough, the main body of the uh, paragraph had been taken out. Um, again, you know. What? Oh, Where? yeah. Really? On one of the um, the Gergavin uh, tweets, I clicked on something, and the content wasn't available. The original header was oh, there. Wow. But really? Again, I'm sure. You know, again, people understand these are big, massive companies. They've got their brand, their repu reputation. They've got PR teams, lots of, you know, uh, lots of wheels in motion. So I'm sure uh, they're expending some time or energy, um, you know, kind of mitigating any risk. But very just, yeah. it's exciting stuff, though. I mean, God. it is exciting. But in order to battle this kind of situation, like I've always tried to do, is keep everything factual. Yep. If you're oh, going to. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to come in and you're going to try to attack and if you if you're going to keep any kind of credibility you need to just come back with the facts um i'm not in any emotion about it i'm still kind of like it's kind of annoying a little bit but in the same way is is that i'm going to do play this like a debate okay you're going to come out with that i'm going to come up with fit with facts from your own website to refute you so yeah, it's totally fair yeah. you're just keeping and, the dialogue honest and it's you know for good sake i mean Elon Musk, like I said, is probably arguably the most influential person of our time. Yeah. You know, there's and not a more iconic, you know, I mean, it was Steve Jobs, then Elon Musk, if you ask me. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Bezos and then Elon. Well, okay. yeah, Bezos, you know, he may be a Seattle guy, hey, Seattle here, but uh, he's got no personality. <laughs> eh, he still brought, he still had a great team built together. Of course, of course. I'm just Anyways, making jokes here. Anywho. Um, and really, I want to say this, is that I gave out all the facts. I think everyone really needs answers and wants us to know why he's like this. And truthfully, um, Elon, if you want to, if you want to do an interview, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of retail, retail investors would like to know some answers. So well, what would it hurt? You know, I don't think it would hurt anything. No, I think uh, if anything, it would actually be an appropriate response. Uh, I mean, clearly, he's not shy to tweet and be very forward. Mm -hmm. um, He's clearly can answer a lot of a lot of tweets. So if he, like, if he even if he doesn't want to just do an interview, if he wants to do a live stream with me, I'll gladly do it. Um, and we'll have we can have his legal team on it. I can have my legal team on me. I can have my editor with me. We can we can do this, and we could just have straight answers. Nothing, everything factual. And if he can present the facts to really refute this and provide can we, uh, charge you know, a little pay-per-view and make some money off of this <laughs> live on friday yeah Elon. <laughs> yeah the stock cast yeah but the the thing is is that i'm i'm all about it and it's not just hey come on my youtube or hey come on my twitter it's no let's let's put this to the ground let's let's bury this and final finally get some answers because your own website states that what you just tweeted was incorrect because let's, it's on... let's try and get to the bottom of this, right? Like, mm -hmm. why would, yeah, I mean, I think this is why we're doing this little special edition of our podcast today. Um, just because I think it was so unexpected, right? Mm -hmm. You know, flattering to see him acknowledge. But, uh, I, I mean, in a sense, I was kind of turned off by the remark because I felt like it just was, you know, these are two really sharp guys, Um you know, with really big stages, and you'd think you'd be a little bit more slow and calculated to, uh, or not even respond to something of this nature. I mean, as as much as, you know, we admire what you're doing, does Elon Musk really need to address, you know, a little tidbit from uh, your interview when he could get on any network and, uh, you know, talk about anything, uh, you know, Dogecoin if you wanted to. I don't know. I just, no, I, yeah. why, why do you, what do you think, 
you know, again, it's like how could one put their self in Elon Musk's shoes? But what do you think happened there? He just got emotional. Maybe he took just, it personal, you think? or I think he did. But in the exact same manner, when someone thinks that... You think he felt like discredited? Well, when someone says that when you discredit Rollins and you're discrediting Tesla, he's like, no, you're not discrediting Tesla because he wasn't even a, even the chief engineer. He's just trying to really emotionally try to protect his own, own brand, which uh, he's human. Like I said, we're human. And he doesn't have to. It's he Tesla. Doesn't have, exactly. Elon Musk. That's why I said, why are you threatened? Yeah. You are literally Tesla. You have, have a gigafactory in the United States, like two actually, you have one in Houston and one in uh, California. California. Yeah. And then he has one in China and he's building, building one in Germany. Like you are one of the best wealth, like the best foundation for an EV company is you like just, it's kind of like when it comes to politics, there's times where you should tweet and there's times where you shouldn't tweet. And this is the time where you shouldn't tweet. And when you do tweet something like this, you need to understand that we will come back and we'll give you facts to discredit you or credit you. So unless you have something to really blow the the top off of this and say that like prove this then do it because right now you're not looking right you're wrong you're very like you there's all the facts i'm literally looking at patents that have like i'm looking at integrated motor assembly i'm looking at door handle apparatus i'm looking at tons of patents that are under like peter ronson's name for tesla so if you're to tell me that he was he was never responsible for the powertrain for the battery for the software for the production at all like i don't know what to tell you um there's a lot of things that go against you like the thermal management system for the use of the integrated mo- motor assembly that was with peter ronson there's plenty of others which i, I think can... he even mentioned um he was talking about something thermal in the interview if i remember correct yeah i'm very I mean, positive and that's underneath anyone his listens to any peter ronson interview you'd, you'd be He's an engineer. Mm-hmm. He speaks engineering language, <laughs> right? Yeah. And like, even if he is responsible for the body engineering, I know that he was responsible for the powertrain and many others. He brought the Tesla Model S team, a lot of them, to Lucid. He's yeah. made a better vehicle for the future, and he's using using the team that he had in the past to now. So to if you think that he wasn't as the vice president uh, was i want to make sure if the vice president and chief vehicle engineer of the tesla model S, if you don't think that he had a single say in any of those elements i think i really need need you to kind of take a step back and like rethink this because if i'm the vice president and the chief vehicle engineer i'm going to have my voice into everything and make sure everything is just perfect well i don't want to make any assumptions here um yes. but i think you know if, if i had to guess i think um elon may or may not be regretting tweeting that because as you both as we both know you know the the twitter community will keep anyone honest it's amazing Mm -hmm. they operate like the cia i mean if uh there was like someone missing someone would find it i mean the due diligence that twitter mania does it's insane uh so i was really you know i called you up because we got to get on and talk about this because I mean, the whole world started fact-checking, screenshotting this, that, and the other, um, and all Tesla sources. Um, and the one thing I will say, we saw um, someone tweet, hey, you know, Elon's human. He's got 
a giant company. Um, he's got a lot on his plate. Could it be that Elon, you know, just didn't get his facts straight? I mean, yes. But this well, is an executive. So that's where I'm like, ah, oh, good point. We, Lord uh, knows I make mistakes all the time on this podcast, right? Uh, but, yeah. um, you know, you're one of your chief executives here. Look, I'm just saying this. Harry. There's plenty of sources out there. And if you need to post a refute, do it. But I'm like, he said, not powertrain, not battery. I'm going to focus on the battery right now. Yeah. I just, I just looked through and found five to six patents that state something about the vehicle battery. Vehicle battery pack, ballistic shields, a system of absorbing and distributing side impact energy for integrated battery packs. Rawlinson. Yep. I can keep going. There's tons of things that well, state that. Send me some of these. When we uh, broadcast this on YouTube, I'll make sure to throw them up on the screen. So just another reason why you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, everything under the sun, or you can hop on YouTube and uh, see some pimped out graphics and some apparently some facts. Yes, sir. That's exactly yeah. what we're here for. So I love it. <laughs> well, um, yeah, gosh, I, uh, I don't know what else to say other than um, congratulations on this uh, exciting interview. Um, you know, it's, I hope this doesn't take away from the hard work and everything you put through, but I think, um, you know, it's, it's a, an exciting new direction, I guess. Yeah. And in the exact same, exact same way, it kind of highlights it and yeah. the people are going to come and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I am going to kind of laugh at this statement, but it's kind of like what Cardi B went like a long time ago when she got, uh, got an award. It kind of makes me laugh cause it's like a, a little, uh, clip. Like even the haters, like you're going to come and watch my video and comment. Well, guess what? I'm still making money off of you or I'm still profiting because of you. You're going to come and watch my video, talk crap. Well, guess what? You're still watching my video. You're yeah. still you're still commenting. It, it is what it is. You're just making more attention to the facts. So the more you focus on, on my video, there's nothing but facts here. The facts that will prove what's your statement and your trolling comments wrong. So it is what it is. If you want to comment, Go ahead. But all I'm going to do is just refute it with, with, with facts. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, it, it, I'm humored by all the people that just expect so much of you. Um, at the end of the day, you're flawless in a lot of regards. You, you're live and you're not really scripted. I mean, uh -uh. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I know from just working with you that you're as authentic and you, know, you take things very professionally and with the highest integrity. And so when I see this stuff, I'm just, I'm, what else can you do but laugh? I'm like, gosh, if they only knew this guy, who he is, what he stands for, um, you know, again, hate is going to hate. Hate is going to hate. That's very yeah. true. It is the truth. Um, gosh, I had a really good question for you. Again, no script here, right? <laughs> <laughs> just forgetfulness. Uh, oh, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about, um, you know, again, amidst all of the, the, the great feedback, everyone's like, well, you know, we didn't learn anything new here. I'm like, you well, did, actually. You I, did. I thought I learned a lot. Well, you learned a little bit more about, about uh, what the plans are, the efficiency for the batteries, and what the, what the potential is for the range, and why it really is important that the range of the electric vehicle, like why we need it so high, because there's such a low amount of... Uh, of uh, recharging stations but in the same way if you actually paid attention there are some points on that video that you need to kind of re-watch and realize this is new 
we prior to this, no one knew that there were companies actually coming to Lucid for third-party OEMs. We only knew that they had aspirations to be a third-party company. Sure. And and that this is brand spanking new. No one knew that. I didn't know that. Um, Even the twenty-five thousand dollar card, that was something that we previously talked about. I said, mm -hmm. hey. I'd love to go and buy a Lucid right now, but like economically, that doesn't make sense for me. Um, mm -hmm. So would they come out with something that's, you know, that would meet the more lower social economic class? That was a great question. I hadn't mm -hmm. looked it up. I mean, unless you're maniacally shift, you know, sifting through every interview to find that answer, mm -hmm. I thought it was a great question. I didn't know. I think a lot of people were happy about that. Yeah, that it just shows like. I'm gonna kind of be real. Like he's kind of he's not like many other CEOs and one CEO that like specifically I've interviewed. He's just about facts. He's gonna just be be real. He's not gonna throw any fluff into it. And if like the twenty five thousand, I'd rather him tell me, hey, it's gonna be eight to ten years from now for that to happen. Yeah. And then he does it earlier. Forward. Like what? I would rather you undersell it. And, and then the expectations. Yeah. yeah. Five years from now, they got a twenty five thousand. Like oh my gosh. And then everyone freaks out. But like you need to promise what you can and then surprise us earlier. Like you need to just execute, focus on executing. And that's what I'm happy about. But then there's other things like he, I wish that I capitalized on this, but if you paid attention throughout the whole interview, he has continuously talked about um, EV toll, like uh, air taxis, um, electric, electric taxis in, in the air flying. Like he, he brought that up multiple times and I did never brought it up. Yeah. I have a feeling very assumption wise that he is in talks with one of the companies that have gone through his back to provide batteries to them. That's just me, nothing factual, but that's. So this that's is an aerospace uh, spec. I, I read about one that I think is associated with Bill Gates and maybe even Boeing. I don't know if we're thinking about the same thing, but like inevitably, right? We're gonna bring electric, you know, or hybrids to the vehicles we're flying in, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they're on the front line of that. I don't know. I, I heard that too as well. Again, I'm not an engineer, so a lot of this is in one ear out the other for me. But um... yeah, that's that that's really big. And I think that just seeing the potential and hearing all the things where they already have prototypes being worked on for the solar energy, uh, that they already have energy storage being built up. They are literally having the solar pack, pack solars that they're working on on top of their of their of building. Their building. You, have to, you have to pay attention to that. Um, well, and he, he said specifically, you know, you asked a great question, you know, mm -hmm. the average retail or investor in general thinks of you maybe as just a, an, um, an automobile company. And he specifically mm -hmm. highlighted, no, we are this, 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 there's like four different things, correct? Or maybe three. three. He's going to be, a, he's going to, you have to look at Lucid as going to be a, a group. They're going to be kind of a, a technology company. You're going to have the automotive, the, the energy company, and then you're going to have, um, the technology sector. Yep. So the technology sector, when it comes to the batteries, that's what's the most important part of it. Well, and you figure with the things that they're working on, you can, I mean, it really opens it up to other markets, other products. And if they are one of these leading, uh, you know, manufacturers of this technology, um, of course, they're going to be tapped in for this, that, and the other. Um, yeah. I'm particularly excited about solar. You and I've talked about this in the past on previous episodes. Uh, if you go on their website, they've got some diagrams of how kind of this stuff works. Um, man, it's it's really exciting to see. And uh, for anyone who, you know, really questions, um, you know, they, I, I, I'm so humored to see Nicola and uh, Lucid in the same sentence on some of these remarks. All you can do is laugh, but 
People need to be more informed. Uh, do your due I'm, diligence. I'm, I'm going to say this. Yeah. I'm going to, and, I, and I'll let this, I'll, I'll let this be my statement. All Look. right. This is official. Hold on here. Yep. <laughs> Look, I made a mistake last year. I made a little mistake last year by believing in the words of a CEO, and it was a learning experience. And you could be a very, very experienced investor and trader, and have these learning experiences, but know that. It made me a better investor and made me a better investigator to a company. And I have not missed since that situation. And it will always come down to X's and O's, financials, financials, technology, executions. So if you keep on bringing up Nicola and you want to really just highlight me for Nicola, go ahead. But I've learned from it. And a lot of my, and I have publicly stated that I was incorrect, but we moved forward. It's well, been, it was, la- but it was last big- year. People make mistakes all the time yeah. in mainstream. And, you know, quite frankly, um, if it was really so substantial, how did that not just discredit you and be the end of everything? You have since, like, tripled, quadrupled your following, um, you know. Because I knew, because I used that to make me, I have found many other great companies. Like, I was the one that brought up Palantir when it was 893. I've brought up so many other companies that that should be higher, and they did. I used that as, as a growing experience and I have made myself more serious. I made myself more factual and I have helped people. I have changed people's lives. So if you want to highlight Nicola, go ahead. But I have publicly stated it's over. It's done with. And I'm even more have more scrutiny on Nicola because they have done nothing since they're still building their factory. They're still haven't have, don't have their own vehicle. They're still relying on big, big uh, brother third party to take care of them yep. and i'm still going to be highly scrutiny i hope i hope and pray the company does as well i hope they do but they're, they're still highly scrutinized by me and that's why companies like arrival that's why companies like like lucid the ones that are fully vertically integrated will be special because they rely upon themselves nobody else so yep. thank you nicola for making me learn and i hope that all you trolls and i hope that all you haters <laughs> that are come at me continuously t- just tweeting about me about nicola guess what I hope you continue because there's you're going to just focus on that and miss on a lot of other great companies because guess what? Vertical integration is the best way to be profitable. Peter Rawlinson himself stated that. I brought it up. Like People don't understand how important it is to be vertically integrated. If you're not vertically integrated, you are so much at, more at risk to be like hit bankruptcy. Like well, people yeah, are all no about. One wants to, no one wants to be dependent on the source of something critical to their operation or to the product they're manufacturing. Uh, to mm-hmm. take everything in-house gives you, you know, the assurance of quality control. Um, you're able to, uh, you know, forecast, uh, you know, especially too. Everyone's like talking about uh, the production schedule, you know, and criticizing mm-hmm. this. If anyone has a really good grip on it, it's Lucid, yeah, right? Yeah, themselves. It's yes. Like- I'm like, how can you doubt this? There's, there's no, they're, they have their tight hands around the, you know, the situation itself. Yeah, it, and it, it comes down <laughs> to this, like that, like people, like I'm not gonna, Fisker is Fisker, but a lot, there's a lot of Fisker believers that state Fisker is gonna be a lot better. They deserve to be higher. Not so, not so close here. Let's not forget yeah. that they're relying yeah. on Magna to build out their their vehicles. Also, their net revenue will be so much lower than the likes of a company that's vertically integrated. That's going to take even longer to become a more profitable company. They don't have a factory upon their their own. Their designs and their patents are their own, and they still have to let Magna use it to build out the chassis, to build out everything else. 
So the revenue in return is going to be so much minimal. And that's why it's important for companies to go vertically integrated because the return on the revenue will be so much higher. That's why Tesla, it took a lot longer because they didn't have that much backing. But once they became vertically integrated, had their own factory, the sky's the limit. They just became profitable last year. And now the sky's the limit. They're booming. They have earnings this week, right? I, I don't know. I think they just had earnings a little bit ago. But I'm sure it was astronomical. It I got better. I got to ask here too. I don't know if you've seen way back in the day. I don't know how long ago actually it was on a, uh, a video I saw on YouTube. Uh, it was Jack Ma and Elon Musk sitting on the same stage. Oh, yeah. Um, I really felt bad for Jack Ma because, you know, he, he obviously had different viewpoints. But I, um, it was a really awkward uh, exchange between two very prominent individuals. You know, in the back of my mind, you know, I'm a big golfer. I know you golf. I've paid for the, the Tiger Phil um, pay-per-view. But, like, I would literally pay for a pay-per-view to see Elon Musk and Peter Rawlinson. Just yeah. the two of them have an exchange. Maybe do it for charity. Uh, Tonight, <laughs> Rawlinson versus Musk. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be, a, you know, a, a versus, but just an exchange, a, a discussion. Um, just a brilliant minds. I want to see see that. Yeah, I think it would be great for the industry. I think it'd be great for just the innovate, innovators in general, people who are excited about technology, the future. I mean, it's two great influential people. You know, just, there's there, there's the one fireside thing. Fireside chat. Wanna... If this happens, <laughs> we're taking credit for this. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna mediate it. Yeah. Yes. There's, there's one thing to be the businessman. There's one thing to lead the team. Yes, be the top. But there's another thing to be in the midst of it, to be at the ground floor where everything is built. And that's what Peter Rawlinson has done. Elon is a brilliant man. I'm not going to discredit him in any shape or form. He has helped Tesla from the ground. They were going to be bankrupt, and he came in and took it, took care of it, and he helped it grow. He SpaceX, um, the Boring Company, you name it. He has helped them build and grow overall. But why discredit someone that was literally underneath you? Like you need to just be thankful and help them. Like if if you were worried, like if you really are worried, why not come to them and be like, hey, use a, utilize it as a as a a way of make it becoming profitable. See if they want to use your technology. I don't think Lucid would want, is going to want it because they want to be vertically integrated. But why not try to help each other? Yeah, well, that's the only thing I have on that. Again, you know, I think. Unless we, and I sure hope Elon Musk, you know, reaches out, uh, I think it'd be a very productive dialogue that I know would get a lot of eyes. I think mm-hmm. you know, all one can do is just speculate. Why was this remark made? You know, um, I think we're all left scratching our heads, right? Yeah. So um, it was fun, but it's but overall, it was a great great, great experience. Situation. Yeah, great experience. I love the interview. I look forward to doing more, uh, and I hope that that Lucid gives more opportunities to potentially, I don't know, maybe a factory tour or a test ride. I don't know. But the thing is, I'm thankful for the opportunity. I'm thankful for not only myself, but for the followers, for the for the listeners, for the retail investors, that I was able to be the voice for them. And I will never change anything for that. And uh, I look forward to, to doing it again. So well, for not I, only- that, I have to think it's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, Chamath has done a great job at being very direct, speaking directly with um, his own, you know, shareholders, and uh, I think it's in a very yeah. a- effective approach. It builds trust. Um, 
and gosh, doesn't cost anything but your time. And um, I we all learn together. Yeah, yeah, we all learn absolutely. together. Like there's things that I didn't know that I learned. And there's things that, that I did know, but I wanted other people to know about. So yeah. I think that as we learn, as we grow, and as we educate each other, that's how we do. That's how we become better as a community. People continuously try to say that we're dumb money. I'm, dumb, I'm tired of, being, of us being highlighted and said that we're dumb money. When the fact is that we're not. We're all very highly intelligent. Oh, the retail investors we're referring to. Yeah, they're saying that the retail investors are dumb yep. money. We're not dumb money. In fact, we have so much time on our hands that we can be more educated than you in a certain <laughs> certain aspect in a shorter period of time because we are constantly searching everything to either discredit or credit what you just said and to dive deeper into a company that you don't know about. And so why one could, don't you us? One could also argue we resurrected SPACs. We Mahler was like, oh, what is that again? We've heard about those things from the 80s and 90s, you know? Back in my day. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's it was, okay. and it's there's just overall that's i think people need to take us more seriously and that's where the situation comes into play is for us to take advantage of our platforms to educate the retail investors it is our it is our duty to do so and so that's where i'm going to continue to do to do it and i and i look forward to more people with the platforms that i have to do the same well you know this is my last question for you too um I saw a bunch of people and I was, you know, I wanted to know too, um, you know, ask about the rumors of Apple, right? And, yeah. you know, my immediate thought is, yeah, sure. I'd like to know. A million other people would like to know. But I'm reminded that like, just like anything in life, there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah. And right now, if that were the right timing, Rawlinson would have addressed it right then and there. Uh, I kind of I brought it up and like, I know what you're asking. Um, I brought it up in the situation. I kind of left the, the, the window open for the situation. I brought it up in that last, one of the second or third last questions that I brought up in the Google, the Amazon and the Apple. And yeah. I left it open and his, his comment really left the door open still um, that it's gonna be $10 billion of like, why, why 10? Why, why specifically $10 billion? Is that negotiations? I don't know, but it's gonna take some time. And again, he didn't refute it. He didn't state it wasn't going to happen. He didn't say that he was not talking to the companies in Silicon Valley. Yep. It just. Well, there's so many moving parts to something like that. Yeah. You know, he's got to be mindful of, I mean, especially to us becoming a, a publicly traded company. I mean, heck, in literally hours going into your Monday, the SEC had already had a transcript of this thing. You know? Oh, He's yeah. the CEO of a big company. I mean, come on. Yeah, so many ums. So many ums, so many understandings, so many. Absolutely amazing. Yes. Ah, I hated that. Well, but it is what it is. But yeah, it's just there's so many. The thing is, is that there's so many positive takeaways from this experience, from the interview itself. I mean, I, I was proud of you. I was like, hey, that's my that's my podcast partner right there. Yeah, that's my boy. That's yeah. my boy, Blue. Yeah, you're my boy, Blue, for sure. You're my boy, Blue. Yep. Well, I, I, I got to ask you this, then I think everyone's if you could have done, you know, maybe one or two things differently, or maybe even asked something differently in hindsight. Because, um, you know, Peter, again, just was so comfortable, you know, um, gosh, I, he's, so, he, I, he's someone I want to go and have a beer with. I think anyone <laughs> I think I saw a few people even say that. It's like, gosh, I seem so cool. Like, could he be my dad, please? Uh, like, can you put me to sleep, father? 
<laughs> what, um, what, what, yeah, what was one or two things maybe you, you would, you know, in hindsight do differently or have asked or? I would probably do two things. Um, I wouldn't change anything that I asked, but it would be more of the way that it displayed it. Um, one, I probably would have live streamed it and um, probably made it so like people that were like, I don't know, on a Patreon or something have the opportunity to see it live. And really, if there's any, any extra questions, they can be, be answered. Um, so there's complete transparency. Nothing was edited, but it just really gives even more credibility to the situation. And then two, I would a little, be a little bit more looser myself. I would be a little bit more looser. Um, kind of like if you, if you, if you watch the, kind of like me, maybe have a tequila by your side. Yeah. Tequila. Yes. I, I would have acted more the way that I did with arrival. Um, if you watched that video, I was a lot more relaxed, a lot more back, back and forth with uh, the president of, uh, of arrival. But, uh, with this, it just a little bit more pressure I felt in my, on my mind. And so I try to continuously be factual, but, uh, I look forward to more interviews and I'm, I know that we're just going to continue to grow, but overall I loved it and all the questions I wouldn't have changed for the world. Well, and I think too, I, you know, I, I think anyone would agree with you and people like, Oh yeah, live stream. But again, this is a company on the verge of going public. You know, he's got PR teams. They got to ensure that like, yep. you're not going to pull something, you know, off uh, the agenda and uh, then have millions of people see it like that. I know. Back over well. So while that's a really nice ambition, you, know, you got to put your PR hat on and think, uh, yeah. you know, there's probably a lot more uh, to it than something that seems so simple. And I, I think true. people forget um, all that goes into um, producing something of this nature. But again, exactly. kudos and, you know, excited to see uh, your next interview uh, whenever that is, hopefully in the near future. Um, are you going to put this up on, you, you said you got a, a Spotify, you know, shoot me that link so I can uh, get it out to, you know, the millions and millions of listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to finish up and I'll uh, be posting it here, here soon. Um, I'm just kind of like today, this afternoon was really more focused on replying and bring up the facts uh, with Elon. So that's, yep. uh, I'll take care of that soon. All right. Well, Hey folks, you heard it. This is the, uh, the post interview with Alex mm -hmm. Cutler. Um, Again, Elon Musk, if you're hearing us, we love you. Uh, love to speak with you. And um, what does it hurt? You know, I think it would be fantastic. He's he's very public. This is right okay. in his wheelhouse. Um, you know how to reach him, the Stockcast. And of course, find us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, all that, at the SPAC Podcast, baby. Thank you, folks. <laughs>